Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. Let's pray. Let's get into the Word. Father, we thank you. I thank you, Lord, because I'm anointed to teach. And I thank you, Father God, because your people are anointed to receive and together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. So throughout this month, I'm doing a series on destiny fulfillment. Please, I want to I beg you, even though you are in the meetings or in church services, uh, and we sent the messages to you, listen to them again. Don't assume that you were here. You were going to hear things that uh, you haven't heard before. Uh, yesterday, uh, I slept a bit late, but because I had, a, I had a target, I needed to listen to about four messages, one hour each. So that's four hours was a series taught by a minister, and I had to discipline myself to listen to those messages. And I felt to share that because listening to messages is an act of building your faith. It's a spiritual act. All right, and, and, you, and, and as the messages were, was being played, uh, the Lord began to, you know, from the messages, teach me things. So even though you are in the services and you get the messages free, you're not buying them now, uh, listen to them again. Separate a time and pay attention. The Lord will begin to speak to you some things that you didn't pay attention to. So throughout this month, we're doing something on destiny fulfillment. What does it mean to fulfill your destiny? It's to live out God's best for your life. To follow God's plan for your life and to bring it to completion. So on, was it Wednesday? I taught on association and destiny fulfillment. Was it Wednesday? Okay, yeah, Wednesday. So make sure you listen to that. This morning, we're looking at distractions and destiny fulfillment distractions and destiny fulfillment so i'm going to read three passages of scripture we're going to read all the scriptures and then we're going to have the conversation please could you turn with me to first kings chapter 1 and verse 22 first kings chapter 20 and verse 39 to 40 first kings chapter 20 and verse 39 240. Praise God. <laughs> I just remembered something uh, while you're turning there. A few, few months ago, we're going through our wedding pictures, and uh, Zara began to, our last daughter began to cry that she's not, she didn't see herself in those pictures. I said, if you have seen yourself in those pictures, I'm not sure who this snapping picture. It was somehow how children think. It just flashed through my mind. Don't worry, just ignore. First Kings 20. 39, let's go. Now, as the king passed by, he cried out to the king. Let's, let's start reading from verse... Okay, yeah, it's okay. We can pick it up from there. Now, as the king passed by, he cried out to the king and said, Your servant went out into the midst of the battle. And there a man came over and brought a man to me and said, look at the instruction, God, this man, that was the instruction, God, this man, if by any means he is missing, 
Your life shall be for his life, or else you shall pay a talent of silver. The instruction was very simple. It was not complicated. Guard this man. Don't let him go away. See what happened. Verse, verse 40. While your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. Then the king of Israel said to him, so shall your judgment be. You yourself have decided it. Can you look at this very short story? They gave the man a mandate. They gave him a simple instruction. Guard this man. Don't let him go away. And he said, while your servant was busy here and there, the man got away. You know, somehow that describes almost every one of us seated here today. That there are simple instructions about our life. There is a purpose. There is a call. There's an assignment. But how many times do we get busy here and there and miss out that assignment? For example, our spiritual life. How many times do we get busy here and there and we don't find time to pray? I'll tell you this. Anybody who is not studying the word of God consistently and is not praying consistently is not because they don't have time. It's because they are distracted. How many times do we get up and we have to rush to do other things? And the most important component of our life, our spiritual life, we don't pay attention to it. You cannot have a weak spirit and live a victorious life. You cannot. Our greatest undoing today in Christianity is that we have attempted to achieve so much with very little impute. You know, I was thinking back and I was just thinking about uh, the simple act of fasting. We're going to do a lot of prayers and fasting next year because that's where the Lord is correcting me that as a church we need to be strong. We do a lot of word stuff, but we don't do a lot of prayer and fasting. So we're going to fast next year and pray. You know, but I was thinking about that. How we just fast and wait on the Lord. When last did we separate ourselves to fast? Apart from if the church calls a separate fast. But we're busy. So you, saw, so you see, this man was busy here and there, and he did not focus on the main purpose, the main assignment. Many people are very busy, but they are not busy in the center of God's will for their life. And thank God, we live in a world that will give you a lot of things to be busy about. Listen to this. This life you're living now is your real life. You're not rehearsing, so you come and live again. That's one statement when I used to read a lot of motivational books that touched me a lot. It says, this is not a dress rehearsal. We are not practicing. This is your life. So whatever you don't get to accomplish in this life, you will never accomplish. The power of focus, not to be distracted. Many times we're distracted by many things and we leave the very core purpose, the very assignment, the very, uh, most of you can't even serve in the local church because you're distracted with many things. You're in everywhere. Unfortunately, some of us can't even take care of our kids anymore. We're distracted. And these children have just a brief period with us. Just 10, 15 years that your children will spend with you 
but you're too busy with other things. Some of us can't even pay attention to our home anymore. We're too busy. The wisdom for next year is not to do more things. The wisdom for next year is to eliminate things that get you busy and to improve your time on the core things. Get more time for the word. Get more time for people that matter in your life. Focus on your assignment. Focus on your purpose. We live in an emotional world where if you're not everywhere, people will get angry with you. And so we're pulled in every direction. We're here, we're there, we're here, we're there, we're here, we're there. And at the end of the day, the very simple assignment that God has given to us, we don't get to do it. One thing everybody knows around me, I mean, it's not as if I don't like money or I don't want to make money. I like money, I want to make money. But I'm not one pastor you can tempt with a business idea. I don't even engage in the discussion. You know why? As beautiful as it is, I've seen that become a destructive force in the life of people that I observe. Before you know, it's business first and the gospel second. It takes a deliberate effort to maintain your focus in life consistently. Let's read another story. Turn to Songs of Solomon chapter 1 verse 6. You know what does the word destruction mean? A thing that prevents someone from concentrating on something else. It prevents you. Something that prevents someone from giving their attention to something else. Distracts you. You're going on this journey. <laughs> you know one day I sent my son to give me, I don't know, I told him to pick something. Right? And maybe, let me say, my Bible. And uh, there were, you know, I don't know what, what it is with cartoon and children. Uh, and it, the, the cartoon was on. And, you know, he was going to the room and 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 looking at the cartoon. And then he came back with a comb. <laughs> <laughs> so, I said, so I said, comb for what? He said, you said I should bring comb. No, I didn't say that. It's his distraction that spoke to his mind. Do you know you can actually get something done, but it's the wrong thing? You know, God will not honor you for getting successful at doing the wrong thing. So success is not a proof that you're not distracted. He actually went to the room, but he brought a comb. But what I wanted was my Bible. And if someone see him bringing a comb now, say, ah, this child is very obedient. If the person does not know what I sent him originally... Most of us are successful in the wrong things. Everybody's praising you, but you need to check if God is actually praising you. Are you doing what God asks you to do? Are you fulfilling God's plan for your life? You know, Song of Solomon chapter 1 verse 6, thank you. You know, every day I keep asking myself this question. It's good, we want to have money, we want to be... We want to be successful. We want to show people that God has blessed us. But you know, that thing alone is one of the reasons why people do not do what God has asked them to do. Because the first question in our mind is how can we get more money? How can we get more successful? 
And so even though we're succeeding on the outside, deep inside of us, there is a yearning to fulfill purpose. You know, someone asked me the other day, if there's one prayer in this life that you pray, and I make my kids pray that prayer every day when they go to bed and when they get up. Lord, reveal your purpose for our lives. Why did God bring you here? Why are you not focused? Why are you distracted? The man was busy, but he wasn't productive. Don't be too busy not to do what you're supposed to do. Don't be too busy not to pay attention to the things you're supposed to pay attention to. Some of us are even so busy, we're not paying attention to our health. We're not resting enough. We're not eating properly. And tomorrow... We want the divine power of God to come and heal us after we've broken our bodies in every direction. Sometimes you have to tell yourself, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's just sometimes you have to, you know, you have to restrain yourself. Praise the name of the Lord. So as we get ready to get into the next year, don't just think of starting many things again. Some things need to go so you can pay attention to some important things. And this, I'm not just talking about setting New Year goals. I'm talking about your lifestyle in general. Don't pride yourself in being busy. You know, it happened to them, right? <laughs> Let me show you something. I, Songs of Solomon, right? Do not look upon me because I am dark. Because the sun has stained me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me the keeper of their vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. Are you saying what? This guy is saying, I am black from walking under the sun. But I was working because my mother's kids were angry with me, so they used that emotional response to make me walk on their vineyard, and I have not kept my own vineyard. Do you know your, your friends can get you emotionally busy attending to their stuff and your own life is not growing? You know your family can put you under pressure, right? Your family can put you under pressure. Some of you know what to do with your life, but for the sake of your family, you can't do it. So you have to do something else to please your family and at the same time walk away from your purpose. And I, I, I thank God for the grace of God on my life. In two ways. One is I can be strong-willed. And God has used that for the gospel now. So it's a good thing. When I wanted to come into full-time ministry, my dad said no. She said I, shouldn't, I should work and come do ministry. And I knew that was not what God was asking me to do in that sense. But I also knew he was saying it out of concern because he couldn't take care of me, the church, and everything. So after about one month, I went to apply to teach. And uh, it was a dramatic story. Now, this is a personal experience. You don't have to use it for everybody. So I, I went to the lady uh, who was to interview me. I, I sat down and, uh, no, I went to one school. Then we're still, I was still caught with my wife. And I went to the school. So I dropped my application. Then they called me. They said, uh, uh, well, they have employed me. They wanted to pay me 8000 or something. But I was going to teach children. <laughs> they let me teach children. By the time I'm first them. 
<laughs> no child will remain in that class because I don't have that patience, you know, to explain back and front, back and front. I don't, I don't. So I said, no, I can't. So I didn't take it. So I went to apply in another school. So I sat there and uh, the lady that was interviewing me had flu, had runny nose. So she was. And deep inside of me, I just heard these words. I've placed in you an anointing to be able to heal that. But yet, you want to place yourself under this person to walk under. Like I said, it's a personal instruction. Ah. So, I mean, I just told the woman that, no, don't worry, it's okay. He said, I'll just stay for your interview, you'll likely get the job. I said, no, no, no. I just realized I have a job. He said, and you applied? I said, yes, but I want to go and take that one now. That was it. So I went straight to my dad. I said, listen, I didn't even tell him that experience. I said, listen, you have two options. You allow me to work for you, I don't bother about how to, I'll sort myself out, or I'll go and work for another ministry. But full-time, I'm starting January 1st, 2007. So you have two weeks. That was November, December. So he later, he allowed me to come. But what I'm trying to say is this. As, as, as wonderful as my father is, if I had bowed to that pressure, I'll not be here today answering the call of God. Because... I don't know how many people started out that way and still have not been able to leave their job to fulfill what God has placed in their life. Like I said again, this is a personal experience. But I'm trying to share with you that the concern of family can make you not fulfill purpose and it can be a distraction. Are you following what I'm saying? The pressure of society, the pressure of men, the pressure of women, the pressure of a relationship, the pressure of marriage, the pressure of everything can pull you away. We must make sure that we are not getting distracted from the main thing, the main purpose. Are you still here? My own vineyard I have not kept. The assignment, the purpose for my life, the focus I should have. You know, in the book of Mark, the Bible says that the disciples of Jesus were, were so busy here and there that they did not have time to eat. What did Jesus do? Jesus did not commend them. Jesus didn't praise them. You know what Jesus said? He said, come here apart and rest. Jesus took them to rest. You know, in those days, we had messages that made us proud that we were not eating. You know, we had those messages. I walk 19 hours non-stop. I walk, I walk like an animal. I walk. And so we're just walking. Even there was no walk. We just wanted to walk, walk, walk. <laughs> ah, rest is also God's plan for you. Praise God. God worked for six days and he rested for one. Don't reverse it. Don't rest for, don't rest for six and walk for one. Keep, keep that order. But rest is God's plan. Don't feel guilty when you are resting. It is God's will for you. It's God's perfect plan for you. You know, I, I don't believe that Jesus knew the Garden of Gethsemane just because he wanted to go to the cross. I believe that the Garden Jesus has been going to regularly. He just happened to be that they recorded it that he was there. Yeah. Because you can't find a garden like that just on your way to the cross. You're so thinking of what's going on that you not even know when you end up in the gutter. Okay. <laughs> my own vineyard I have not kept what is distracting you that you're not paying attention to yourself 
So I'll ask you very simple questions today. Are you paying attention to your health? Do you realize that when your health breaks down, all the things you're busy with, you won't be able to get them done? Do you know there are many people in the hospitals today that would exchange, exchange that time just to be alive with a lower salary? You know, I realize it's about human beings, right? All of us, we're all human beings. I realize it's about us. Until they tell you someone is suffering from something, about something, you don't pay attention to how good yours is. Let me give you an example. So if they say, for instance, somebody has a digestion issue and they need to take a drug or do something before they can digest food, you will not realize how easy you digest even stones. It's like, I'm a digesting machine. <laughs> yeah, it's, do you understand what I'm saying? Or have you heard when they say people are finding it difficult to sleep? Have you heard that? that ah, I can't sleep. I've not slept for two days. I'm like, ah, sleep? It's, it's by will. <laughs> it's not, so you, what I'm trying to say is that you don't need to get to that point before you appreciate the fact that you're in health. And don't overrun your body. Pay attention to it. Pay attention to your spiritual life. Be committed to the local church. Not because you want to make us great pastors, but because it is good for your health, for your spiritual health. Be committed to prayers. Be committed to the word. Don't miss your devotions. Pay attention. Don't get so busy that a week has gone by. You haven't read the Bible. You're getting too busy. When the afflictions of life come, you discover that there's no strength to fight them. As far as we're in life, challenges will come. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Challen Man, I'm telling you, now challenges will come. Issues will arise. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you still here? Say amen if you're here. First Timothy chapter 4. No, First Thessalonians chapter 4. We're looking at distraction. If God has called you for an assignment, focus on it. Focus on how to make that assignment better. Focus on how you can, you know, fulfill your purpose. How you can fulfill destiny. Be destiny conscious. The fulfillment of your destiny is tied to other people. When you fulfill your destiny, you give people permission to dream. Permission to believe that things can be done. We cannot afford to be distracted. We cannot be everywhere. We cannot go everywhere. We cannot do everything. We were not built to be multi-purpose people. We are built to be people of purpose. For this cause came I into the world. And I want to, I want to put with you. If you've got kids right now, pay attention to them. Pay attention to them, please. You have kids growing up and no home training, even though they are in the homes. Pay attention to your kids. They are your primary responsibility. And you just have very few moments with your children. By the time they get to secondary school, they are on their way out. Make out time for your wife if you're married. Don't just put a comfortable house and things and money and everything and you're not available. Make out time. At the end of the day, that's what's going to count. Make out time for your children. Make out time for your family. Make out time 
for the local church, for your spiritual life. Make time for God. Make time for God. Let those distractions that pull you away from the presence of God, they are not God sent. They are sent by the enemy to take you away from your source of strength. In the day of adversity, it's only God that would stay with you. Make our time for him. You know, life is very funny. I haven't lived very long. But I've started ministry early. So I've pastored over 11 years. And I've seen, by the privilege of God, work the lives of people. And one thing I can tell you today is that nothing in life is sure and nothing is predictable. Only God's word is. Nothing. I've seen wealthy people go up and come down. I've seen healthy people break out with sickness that nobody has a clue to. But I've, again, I've seen God raise people from nothing to become someone. And I've seen people from their deathbed and the doctors giving them a couple of hours to leave. They cried out to God and the healing power of God took them from their deathbed. You know, sometimes I'll tell people, we want to explain the scriptures. We want to we want to explain scriptures, we want to do stuff, we want to interpret and preach doctrine. But you know, my convictions to serve God is not just because of the fact that I can explain scriptures. I've seen God do incredible things that nobody can talk me out of my commitment to God. I shared with you, I think I've shared with some of you here, if you've been coming regularly, my, my parents are going to a meeting in Elorin. A terrible accident. It was reported in the papers. Terrible accident. My father was flung from the car into a pit. His leg broke. And a man carried me from the car and sat me on a stone. So I saw my dad when my dad was hidden in the pit. So when they were looking for him, I was the one that told them there. Not a scratch on my body. Nothing. Nothing. It was a terrible accident. It was reported in the papers. About three cars all went bad. And then my dad used crutches for close to about a year or so. One night, a man walked into the house, held his leg, and said, I can't heal this leg. And walked back. Got up, 100% whole. We still have the crutches in our house. I, I don't have a theology for that, but I know that God is real. I know that God is real. I mean, I passed all my papers very well. And because I was having a bit of teenage challenges and all that. And one of my older cousins told me, ah, if you be a member of Black Arts, you not even have to suffer anything in school. You just write exams and they'll give you money. I decided I was going to join the cult when I went to the university. That was my decision. I was going to join the cult. That's why I said my strong will, God has used it for the gospel. And that year, I failed all my papers, which was unheard of. All my work. You can't have seven Fs. It's incredible. Nobody performs such miracles. I failed everything. But I knew it was the hand of God. If I had passed my papers that year, 
I'm not sure I would have been preaching the gospel as a repentant cultist. That is, if I had survived. Listen, now, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say with all of this is this, and God is alive and he's real. We might not have all the explanations for him, but God is alive. He's the only one that can give a guy seven Fs. He does incredible things. Because the next year I wrote the exam and the Lord spoke to me because my parents had taught me to hear God's voice and say, listen, I have a purpose for your life and I'm not going to allow you to misbehave. <laughs> next day I sat for the exam. Had like maybe five A's and in fact, I, the two were so, I had to choose one to use. What I'm trying to say is that he's such a powerful God that he can stop us in our tracks when we even decide we're going to mess up our lives. He can say, no, even though you have made up your mind to mess up your life, I will not allow you. And that most of us are seated here because God did not allow us to go crazy. Are you following what I'm saying? So we need to pay attention to that God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You need to pay attention to that. Don't be distracted from him. He's the only one that can preserve us. So we keep our heart focused on God. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 11. Are we there? This is going to be a very short but awesome message. Are you blessed? <laughs> Hallelujah. That you also aspire to lead a quiet life. To mind your own business. Tell your neighbor, mind your business is in the Bible. Oh, say, say one more time. You're not saying it words. Tell your neighbor, mind your business is in the Bible. Awesome. To mind your own business. And to walk with your hands as we have commanded you. Do you have the message translation? Lead a quiet life. Don't be everywhere. Be conservative. Don't let people know you have arrived. You haven't yet. Just calm down. You know, this age of social media, we even fake things. Because everybody wants to show that God is on my case. You don't need it. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you. Listen to me very carefully. This is very simple. If you are rich, you are rich. If you are poor, you are poor. Is that difficult to understand? It's not difficult. Even if they put, put you in a rich car and you have 1,000 likes, you know that thing is only on social media. You still go back home hungry. You rather just focus on your like I've seen it, you know what I've, <laughs> Sometimes we're getting on the plane. Especially when you get on those airbus, those big airbus, and you're going. You just see some people quickly dash to the business class and take picture, and take picture. Have you seen it? Who have seen it? So it took me like You've seen it, right? Quickly run to the business class. Stop me, stop me, stop me, stop me. And then Instagram. Dubai things. And then foolish us, I tap into that grace. You are tapping into a grace of hypocrisy. Are you following what I'm saying? You see, we must, you see, don't be deceived. 
Associating with successful people does not mean you are successful. It just means you are associated with them. You have to build your own success. Look at this. Mind your, stay calm. Tell your neighbor, stay calm. Then tell them, mind your own business. See, if you are writing, write these three things down. Number one. <laughs> Number one. Write it. No, no, don't, don't write stick. I'm the teacher. Are you the one teaching me? <laughs> are you my pastor now? Now listen to me. Write, I will stay calm. That's what you should write. Don't just write stay calm. Write, I will stay calm. Write. Then, I will mind my own business. Then number three, I will do my own job. Are you following what I'm saying? Stay calm. This is everywhere. It, no, no, stay calm. If God says stay calm, you better stay calm. Then mind your own business. Do you know what destroy churches? Gossip. And you know what gossip is? Gossip is people talking about other people's business they don't have a business talking about. That's what destroys friendship. That's what destroys marriages. You don't even have to talk about your friend's marriage. You are not the one married to that person. Mind your own marriage. If they come to you for counseling, yes. If they don't, you see, sometimes you, you must, you, you can't try to help people who don't want help. Are, are you following what I'm saying? The ability, I'm not saying you shouldn't look after other people. That's not what I'm preaching. But you cannot look after other people at the expense of neglecting your own work. You know, you can be a marriage counselor and still have a broken marriage. Because you were busy counseling other people and you didn't counsel yourself. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I was telling my staff the other day, I said, one of the things I like about preaching is that I learn from my own preaching. Now, most of the things I preach, it's not like I'm preparing a message. There are things I'm studying, I'm dealing with. I preach from the overflow of what I'm studying, not like I, prepare, I, want, to, ah, I want to hit these people. They are not coming to church. Let's prepare something to make them come to church. No, no, no. Once your motive is wrong, the anointing of God will not be in the message. Do your own job. You have a job. You have a life. Mind your own business. Stay calm. I taught you, if you, if you go back to three, two years ago, wisdom for living, I taught you on the wisdom of appearing less than you are. Jesus the savior of the world was born in a manger. If we're the ones who will give birth to them in Herod's palace to show that we're the savior of the world. Do you know how many times Jesus deliberately reduced themselves so people will not know? Sometimes he performed miracles and he says, do not go and tell anyone. You know what his brothers told him? He said, go to the feast. Nobody performs miracles in secret. He says, go to the feast and show them Jesus did not go. You know, if Jesus had lived that life, they would have killed him before the time he was to die. Because even from his birth, when that word was told Herod, Herod sought to kill him. Mind your own business. As you're entering next year, you have a business, mind it. Some of you have shops. You will close your shop and go to another of your friend's shop to go and talk about another person's marriage. From moving from your shop to that your friend's shop and talking about another person's marriage, none of those things concerns you. The one that concerns you is locked. The one that doesn't concern you, you are involved in it. 
Don't be a counselor that people didn't ask for. If people need advice, they, need, they know who to go through. Mind your own business. You have a life to live. And the challenge with life is, if you don't mind your business and time is going, you start feeling depressed. You know, people feel depressed when they have not achieved enough compared to the time they thought they should have achieved that. And sometimes if you had been more focused, you would have done more. Some of you have been writing books for ages now. The book is never out. Chapter 1. And yet you are writing forward for other people's books. And that's supposed to be a main thing. One of our brothers here, he writes once in a while. And one, one of these years, he just popped up in my spirit. I said, why don't you take this writing serious? You bless a lot of lives. And he took it serious. And of course, it's blessing a lot of lives. That's something God has given to you. Not everybody can write that way. Not everybody can do what you're doing. One day, uh, I think last month, I thought of how can I reach out to more pastors and help pastors and mentor a lot, a lot more pastors. And it came to my mind that we can have a mentoring school online on WhatsApp. And I put up the advert. And as of yesterday, I checked, we have 390 people registered on that platform that I teach every month. You know how those ideas come? Where you are focused on your business. As you're focused on your assignment, God will begin to give you ideas on how to get your assignment better. Why do you think, I don't know if they allow it now, why do you think that when you go to companies, right, some companies, they don't allow people to go on Facebook? Why do you think so? Eliminate distraction. I even know of bankers, right? When you go to the bank, you submit your phone. Am I right? Am I right, bankers? Yeah, for some banks, I know. You submit, as you, you submit it. Why? Are you not an adult? <laughs> they know when it comes to distraction, there's no difference between an adult and a child. Even some, more adult, some adults are more distracted than children. So you have to submit the phone. If not, the man will spend all his time chatting and be posting the wrong figures. So your distraction can literally cost the company. And we laugh about that. But you know what we read in the book of 1 Kings? Your distraction can cost you your life. See some people, they're so busy, they won't pay attention to their marriage everywhere, 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 everywhere. They come back home one day. And when they finally come back and say, yes, let me rest, the wife will not pack her things. Say, I thank you for all the years of your going about. It's now my turn to leave. And you are saying, ah, but I bought this for you. But I know you were not paying attention. Because if a woman is hot, she might likely not tell you. You have to learn by the law of observation. And observation takes time. No scientist performs experiments that has to do with observation and is busy everywhere. You have to pay attention to your children. It's not by just sending them to a nice school. It's not, sometimes you have to pay attention to your children to know what they like and what they can study. It's not just you just saying, well, you will be doctor, you will be accountant, you will be mechanic. You know, the one is not like, <laughs> you will be the same. And then your children will go all those years just fulfilling your dream. And then you just hear that uh, a medical doctor turned singer. <laughs> like, <laughs> what kind of thing is that? The guy always wanted to sing. Are you following what I'm saying? I want to close very quickly, but listen, I want you to pay attention to this. Stay calm. Tell your neighbor, stay calm. 
This desire to show people that God has blessed you, stay calm with it. God does not need introduction. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And all those prayer points of, oh, God bless me so people will know, stop it. Stop it. It's an insult on God. You might even end up not getting blessed. Because God does not need to bless you so people will know him. Are you following what I'm saying? If you want God to bless you, ask him to bless you. Leave people out of the equation. Why are you always concerned about people? Haters, my mockers, my haters, my mockers, my haters, my mockers. And nobody knows you are existing. <laughs> don't always, you see, don't always be so focused on people. You see, when you're focused on people, even things people do without any motive, you begin to read meaning to it. <laughs> in, in school, I had a lot of friends who were girls who were always around me. And one incident made me to laugh. We were seated in class. You know how before class starts, we're at the back of the class, we're just talking. And there's a lady who is, she's always had this insecurity thing. She pointed to another group of people. You see those people there? They are talking about us, those people there. <laughs> For the first time, we just realized, you know, until she said that, we never paid attention to the fact that there were people there. But this is what happened. Immediately she said it, we began to pay attention. Every little gestulation they did, every, you know, everything began to make me, uh -huh, oh, maybe it's my name. They just, ah, it's my name, it's my name. They have mentioned my name. You see? So I did something. I just woke up, I went to them. So I was like, oh, what are you guys talking about? And they were talking about something completely different. Comp that is, they even did not know that we were there. But do you know that we could have left that place? When we see them tomorrow, we won't greet them. Why are we not greeting them? Because they were talking about us. How many people have you quarreled with because of your assumption? How many relationships have you broken because you were just thinking something that is not there. And you know, the devil is very wise and foolish. When you start thinking that way, he'll start giving you information, giving you information, giving you information. And before you know, without being an inspector general of police, you have a fire. And I hear people say, if I open that person's fire for you, you will be shocked. How did they get the fire? Imagination. One of your goals next year is to stay out of people's business. Say amen. amen. And mind your own. There is enough in your life to occupy you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is enough in your life to occupy you. You know those romantic ideas you are sharing with your friend? Use them for your marriage. When they now see how your marriage is going, they'll come and ask you, how are you doing this? Do you understand? All those tips you have prepared, use the tips for yourself. Are you following what I'm saying? I think we need to start talking to ourselves again. Because today, everybody is an expert. Go on social media and you see how many people can run a church successfully and they have never started a cell group. Don't be an expert in other people's business. Mind your own business. Amen. So if they ask you, what did you learn in church today? You tell them, I learned to stay calm, to mind my own business, and to do my job. Perfect. You guys are brilliant. Stay calm. Mind your own business. Do your job. You can't forget this message. Right? 
And when I come into church tomorrow, when I shake, on next Sunday, when I shake your hand, I say, well, what did we teach last Sunday? They say, ah, Pastor, the message was a blessing. No, 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 no. Can't be a blessing. So I don't. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, so I'll just read some things to you and then we'll close. In life, there's your primary purpose and your core assignment. We live in a world that prides itself in busyness. And we have many things that we tend to keep us busy. So these are things I just wrote while thinking of the message. If you want to fulfill destiny, you must keep the main, th- the main thing. Keep the main thing, the what? The main thing. Move from busyness to productivity. Do not just be busy, but become what? Productive. How many of you have turned off, how many of you have turned off your data for one hour or two hours and you accomplish so much more? Who have ever experienced that? Or the day there is no lights to charge your phone or the day you didn't have airtime. You just realize you could do much. You don't know how much power social media takes from you. How much time it takes from you. And you know, it's very funny. When you get onto those videos on Facebook, it just takes you to a page where there are video. uh You get it. You are there. I I know you visit there. And one video will just pop up from one comedy video to another, from one comedy video to another. And before you realize, one hour is gone. In fact, I was watching, I don't know whether it's true or a film or, I saw it somewhere, I don't know how it's true. Like if you were going to dinner in the people's house, they had a basket in front and then everybody had to drop their phone. Right? Like, I think it was an advert or something. You know, because even white people are eating. They can be eating with you, but actually they are with other people. (laughs) All right. There is a master plan for your life in God's mind. You have to make sure that that plan is fulfilled. There is a master plan. So three questions you need to ask yourself. What is my primary purpose? What is my primary purpose? So three things I want you to pick for today's service. Number one, the first set of three things I want you to pick. Number one, to stay calm. Number two, mind your own business. Number three, do your own job. Almost, almost. Let's design a card with these things, right? Like stay calm, mind your own business. Very nice bookmark cards. So we'll distribute it to everybody on Sunday. All right, let's do something very nice. Yeah, if we can print a sticker, self. This is a mind my business sticker. <laughs> Say, which church do you belong to? Mind your business church. Awesome. Okay, the next set of three things. Number one, what is my primary purpose? What is my primary purpose? Not your secondary purpose, not the purpose society has given to you, not the purpose you have chosen. What is my primary purpose? Number two, what are the things that are distracting me? And you have to be honest. What are the things that are distracting me? Honest evaluation. Number three, what is stopping me from focusing on my assignment? So number one, what's my primary purpose? Number two, what are the things that are distracting me? List them out. Distract us. My lecturer in school, Professor Jaifo, used to say something. He said, well, no offense meant, but he used to tell us then. He said, when you come to this school, he said, ladies can be attractive distractors. You know, like I said, I just like that phrase, attractive distractors. That's what I'm taking. I'm not focusing on the ladies. I'm focusing on the phrase. That, that phrase is a powerful phrase that some distractions can be attractive. Do you understand? It attracts you, but the intent is to distract you. 
are you are you getting it? It's like when we we're growing up in the village and we wanted to 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 to, to kill a uh, chicken, you know. Then we had all these village boys who run after the chicken, dive, you know, and in, in 10 minutes, after a lot of diving, and they would just catch the chicken. And that chicken, the, the kind of hot water, the, the pot on that chicken was, was, was so high because the hot water was also out of the anger. That so this is you that was making us, you know. But, <laughs> but you know, as we went to school, went to secondary school, we had a bit of head knowledge over the guys. So when they say we should come, we say, no, 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 don't run that way again, don't run. So we just take corn, right, and just throw one corn, and then the chicken is coming, and try another one, it's coming. And the chicken is eating the corn right on to when we get to the house, and you lock all the doors, and you just catch the chicken. Right, now the chicken thought it was getting corn. But actually, that corn was death. The devil will never tempt you with what you do not like. That's why he says, you are drawn away by your own lust. Are you following what I'm saying? So temptation will not be something you don't like. And you know the funny thing about life? We all have our weak areas of temptation. So when you are strong in this area, somebody else is strong in the other area and weak in that area, you don't need to judge them. So you know what the enemy will do? He will set them up with that thing. So we must beware of distraction. Have you been blessed this morning? Let's bow our head and let's pray. Father, we thank you. We receive your instruction this morning, and we pray, Father, that you will help us to stay calm, to just lead a quiet life. Help us, God. We know we live in a world where the louder you are, the more it seems you are achieving. Help us to be quiet. Keep us, tame us to be quiet, to lead a quiet life. Help us, God, to mind our own business. And Lord, help us to do our own job. You've sent every one of us here on earth to do something. And Lord, we want to stand before you and we want to hear these words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng or call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.